Hi everyone, this is James Eek and you are listening to the Warrior's Way podcast, season 3, episode 124. Before we kick things off with an amazing story, by the way, of the African samurai Yasuke, who word was that before he passed away, Chadwick Boseman was going to play in a Hollywood movie. Which, by the way, if anyone's listening and has powers, <laughs> you got to make a movie about this guy. You should make a movie about Chadwick, too, but you should make a movie about Yasuke. Um, there, from what I've heard, there is an animated uh, series about, well, a fictional series that's out there that you can watch about this as well. But anyways, before we get to that, I just want to mention something that will enable you to have your own Jedi holocron. It's the Warrior's Way online training program. It's something that uh, I have been thinking about for, well, over a decade and took me well over a year to put together. I've shot a ton of videos for this thing. There are... A uh, whole bunch, basically, if you do it the way that, you know, I'd like you to do it, about a year's worth of online fusion martial arts classes that I've basically put together from about 10 different martial arts. Uh, there are, you know, how-to videos on meditation, on breath work, there's fitness stuff, there is supplemental martial arts video. there's a ton of stuff. Uh, and I'd love you to check it out. It's a cool thing. I wish that they had it years ago for me. Um, but uh, we're in the future, if you haven't figured that out yet. And online training is a great way to supplement your training that you do on the mats. So I'd love you to check it out. It is a great way for you, if you're a long-time listener and you love the podcast, it's a great way for you to make sure that this podcast keeps going. Because, as you know, this is free. And it is also a great way for you to improve your training, get more out of your life. These are things that I do to keep fit, to meditate, to practice my breathing, to deal with life, and to improve my martial arts. So if you like the kind of stuff that we talk about here, I think you will love... The Warriors Way Online Training Program. So what I would suggest you do is head over to the podcast website, which is www.warriorsway.ca, and check it out. Check out the website and also check out the portal into the online training program. I think you're going to love it. Um, there, on the website, by the way, there are other ways that you can support what we're trying to do here, whether it is through our Patreon page um, or, you know, you can buy some books. You can do whatever you want to do <laughs> within limits. Um, anyways, check it out, www.warriorsway.ca, and I think you'll be happy you did. And before we get going here, just one more thing. If you haven't yet, get yourself vaccinated. There's way too many people out there who are still sitting on their hands wondering if they're going to get the vaccine or waiting for, I don't know, maybe 
you know, someone's going to wave a magic wand and COVID is going to vanish in the past almost two years are just going to be, we're going to wake up and it was a dream, a bad dream. But we live in a real world somewhat. <laughs> and when we have a pandemic, we need to do the right thing. Getting a vaccine is going to keep others safe. It is going to help keep you safe. And it is truly the only option we have right now, unless you would like to stay away from everybody and wear a mask for the rest of your life. Sounds pretty good to get a vaccine, if you ask me. I want to get on with my life. I want to get back to doing all those things that we did before without anybody telling us that we can't or we can or this has to happen or that has to happen. And the vaccine is what you're going to do to get there. So stop delaying the inevitable. Get it. Be awesome. And with that, let's kick on. When feudal Japan's most powerful warlord, Nobunaga Oda, met Yasuke, a black slave-turned-retainer, in 1581, he believed the man was a god. Oda had never seen an African before. And like the locals in Japan's then-capital of Kyoto, he was awed by Yasuke's height, his build, and skin tone. According to Thomas Lockley, the author of African Samurai, the true story of Yasuke, a legendary black warrior in feudal Japan. When Yasuke got to Kyoto with Jesuit missionaries, there was a massive riot. People wanted to see him and be in his presence, says Lockley. Oda believed Yasuke to be either a guardian demon or a god of prosperity, usually represented by black statues and temples. He tried to rub the pigment from Yasuke's skin, believing it was black ink. Once convinced that Yasuke was real, he immediately threw a feast in his honor, says Lockley. In an era racked by political espionage, merciless assassinations, and ninja attacks. Yeah, you heard that, ninja attacks. Yasuke was seen as an asset. Nobunaga soon made him a samurai, even providing him with his own servant, house, and stipend, according to Jesuit records. Today, Yasuke's legacy as the world's first African samurai is well known in Japan, spawning everything from prize-winning children's books to a manga series titled Afro Samurai. Yasuke's origins remain a mystery as historical sources are scant. While some researchers believe he was from Mozambique, others are suggesting Sudan. Lockley suspects that Yasuke was abducted from his family as a child by Arab or Indian slave traders and trafficked through Arab countries and across the Indian Ocean. He likely worked as a slave and trained as a child soldier who fought in India before being hired as a valet by Jesuit missionaries from Portugal. At the time... In Goa, India, it was a prime trading, missionary, and military center for the Portuguese in India, and one of the largest centers of the African slave trade. It's where Lockley speculates that Yasuke met, now here's a name for you, (laughs) (laughs) Alessandro Valignano. I 
really butchered that. The most powerful Jesuit missionary of the day in, Af- in Asia who made him his valet and bodyguard. The pair and their entourage arrived by ship in 1579 at the port of Kuchinutsu in Nagasaki on the southern Japanese island of Kyushu. This is all according to Lockley. Valignano, who spent six years traveling from Rome via countries such as Portugal, Mozambique, India, Malai, Macau, hoped to convert thousands of Japanese to Christianity. But his mission would not be easy. When he arrived in Japan, the country was embroiled in a brutal civil war that ended only in 1603. The period known as the Era of Warring States saw hundreds of strongmen from many states across the country battling for power. A semblance of peace was restored when the remaining local feudal warlords, or I can't say the word, Daimo, (laughs) holy smokes, sought to unify Japan. Nobunaga Oda became the most powerful among them. He controlled Kyoto, the dominant center of the country, and is viewed as one of Japan's three unifiers. Even in his ascent, it did not stop minor warlords and bands of radical-armed monks and bandits vying for territory, according to Lockley. Valignano needed protection. Yasuke was tall, and used his military experience to detect risks for the Jesuits, as they formed alliances with local warlords, says Lockley. He trained other militiamen and likely learned new techniques himself, including Japanese martial arts and sword skills. Such skills would later appeal to Oda, who also looked to Yasuke, by then able to speak in Japanese, for news about the wider world. At the time, the samurai... Groups of warriors well-versed in warfare and the arts formed the ruling class in Japan. Given that there are no records of how much Yasuke earned, Lockley says it's hard to know how highly he was ranked. He speculates that the African was the equivalent of a page or a bodyguard to Oda. But while Yasuke became Japan's most famous foreign-born warrior, his time with Oda was actually short-lived. In 1581, Yasuke joined Oda's forces in their invasion of the Iga province, according to Lockley. Oda attacked the mountain-ringed province, a ninja hotbed, with 40,000 to 60,000 troops, and conquered it following a failed attempt by his son, Nobukatsu, in 1579. It was, says Lockley, Yasuke's first military campaign under Oda. His second and last such campaign was in June 1582, when Oda's samurai general, Mitsuhide Akechi, good lord, the names in this one, (laughs) let's try that again, Mitsuhide Akechi attacked Oda's residence in Kyoto. The attack, which triggered what is known as the Battle of Honoji Temple, put an end to Oda's plans to consolidate power in Japan. Facing defeat, Oda ended his own life to avoid losing his honor. He performed a ritual called seppuku, which saw him stab a short sword into his stomach, 
slicing horizontally while his attendant, Ranmaru Mori, lopped off his head. Legend has it that Oda's last order to Yusuke was to take his sword and his decapitated head to his son. Oda's head couldn't fall into someone else's hands. Yasuke's job was to keep the clan power. After Oda's death, records on Yasuke became scarcer. The last possible references to him, according to Lockley, were from Jesuit accounts in 1582. According to Gary Loop, a professor of history at Tufts University, Yasuke was taken prisoner by Oda's enemies, but later released because he was not Japanese. Yasuke had become a ronin, a samurai without a master. And Lockley, Lockley speculates that Yasuke could have either resumed his previous role of guard to Jesuit missionaries, or possibly became a sailor or a pirate. Yasuke's life has often been reimagined through fiction. In 1968, author Yoshio Kurusu made it the basis of a prize-winning children's book called Kurusuke. In more recent years, there have been Japanese TV historical dramas and comic books. And as debate on multiculturalism and diversity intensifies in the nation, Lockley says it's the right time for Yusuke's story to be told again. There's still a kind of romance and a mystery to the story of someone who's escaped slavery and was raised to foreign heights next to the prime ruler of Japan, Lockley says. It feels like the age where he'll get the attention he deserves. So we can only hope. This is all from a CNN article called African Samurai, The Enduring Legacy of a Black Warrior in Feudal Japan by Miko. Jokuza, and sorry for my <laughs> stumbled attempts at some of these pronunciations. It probably would have been okay if it was just in Japanese, but not going back and forth between a few different things. <laughs> Anyways, we made it through. Man, what a story. I can't even imagine. And if you have seen photos, or if you haven't, and please do, because they still have, uh, you know, depictions of, of Yasuke. Um, he wasn't just tall. He was very tall. And uh, there's some um, museum displays, and he was a big guy. I can only imagine how scary that must have been on the battlefield. I don't know about you, but I think this story is beyond cool. And actually, it is cool in so many ways. Like I mentioned, there, there was talk at one point of Chad Bozeman playing Yasuke in a movie, and I sure hope that it's still going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a major motion picture made about this eventually. And when it does happen, people are going to be in shock that it could be even close to true. But as most of us have come to realize, life is often stranger than fiction. I, for one, wish I knew what happened to him. I truly hope that he had a long and good life. I hope it wasn't in bondage. I hope that he lived to tell his grandchildren about the wild ride his life took him on. 
And I hope he looked back on it all and was able to smile and maybe even laugh at the huge life he lived. And when I heard that maybe he was a pirate, that, that man, come on, let's be serious. So maybe he was not just a samurai, but a pirate. <laughs> oh, Lord. This story, story reminds me that combat, training, and martial arts itself are things that all of us are capable of once we are given the tools and the training to see it happen. It doesn't matter if you are in a wheelchair, if you're a child, if you're an elder, it doesn't matter what color your skin is, what your gender is, or anything else. What matters is what is within you. What matters is that spark inside. What matters is what you yourself are going to do to make this ride you are on an amazing and heroic one that who knows, maybe in the future, someone doing a podcast is going to talk about. One cool aspect of this story is that Oda gave Yasuke a chance. Something that many of us today might not do in this age of isolation and division. Maybe there's a lesson there. Maybe Oda's treating Yasuke as a samurai shows us how we too should be. How we too can treat people different from us a whole lot better. And start to see that we are all in this together. That'd be a great lesson. The truth is that for this world and our own sake, we need to start to see that we are one all of us, that we are in this together, that we are not these entitled, unique snowflakes, but instead that we are a collective and bound to each other. If we start to do that, I think we will treat each other and this planet a whole lot better. If COVID taught us nothing, it should be that. If living an actual life where you're trying to train yourself to be better every day failing lots because let's face it failure is one of the best teachers you will ever have and learning from it if all of that and more doesn't teach you that we are in this together then nothing's going to i think the story of yasuke is incredible and yeah, you could be a pessimist and say that Odo was just trying to use Yasuke. That's the easy thing to do. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that you would have somebody, especially if he was one of his bodyguards, I don't think you'd have him around if you didn't trust him, if you didn't give him a chance. Sure, there could have been more to it. But at the end of the day, this is a story about someone who rose from a terrible situation. He was taken as a slave. And he became a samurai that we're talking about now. This is in the 1500s. That's pretty amazing. And it's inspiring. And like I said, I want to see a movie about this. So those are my two cents. Take what you will. Let's go on to the question of the week. 
I'm wondering if you have any good books that you think I should read. Do I ever? <laughs> this is a great question. Oh, this is from Anonymous. Anonymous keeps sending me questions. I don't know who you are, Anonymous, obviously. Um, if you go to warriorsway.ca, I actually have, there's a page called Check It Out, and I have a couple book lists on there right now. And it's martial arts books and books on training, books on Zen. Um, and you can click on those. And the cool thing is, if you pick them up, we, as in the podcast, get a portion of that cut. So that would help me out huge. And guess what? You get to find out the kind of books that I suggest that you read. It's definitely books that are on there right now are definitely books that I suggest that if you are serious about your training that you uh, take a look at. And I probably will be putting some more on because I've just recently read a few that I should be adding to it. Um, and man, if you aren't reading read people. I'm amazed how many people these days get most of their information from the internet. Not that there's anything wrong with the internet, don't get me wrong, but you need to read good books. You also need to read fun books. You need to read. Reading is something that helps to develop your brain in more ways than you realize. And every good book that you read... Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. Well, that's weird. Siri just went off for me. <laughs> That's never happened before. Anyways, carrying on. Uh, if you're not reading, you are really losing out. So pick up a good book and read it. But like I was saying, there are so many good books out there that you should read. And too many to list, probably. What I would suggest is that you challenge yourself every year to read as much as you possibly can and actually keep a list of everything that you read. I do it. I keep a list in my iPhone and I just um, go from there. And what I would suggest is read it all. Read everything that you can, everything that fi you find. Figure out what interests you and read about it. And it doesn't have to be just about martial arts. It can be everything and anything. Read a book on different types of birds. Read a book on training dogs. Read a book on... Victorian era circuses. I don't know if there's any books on that. Um, read anything. It doesn't have to be martial arts. Everything that you read about is going to expand your view of life. And there are some classic martial arts books that are probably must-reads, but I think you can learn tons from reading from a whole lot of different sources. I myself, I read everything from novels to military history to philosophy to how-to books. You name it, I read it. Now, if I were you, I would read everything Bruce Lee wrote. I would read everything that my teacher, Guru Dan Inosanto, wrote. I would read everything by Kitchen Funakoshi, by Lao Tzu. I'd read the works of Dogen. Definitely. Dogen, if you don't know, I've mentioned him a few times, he's kind of like the Einstein of Zen. I think that's a good way to describe him. And uh, next level. Anyways, look into him. Dogen. Awesome. I would read the Greek philosophers like crazy. And like I said, everything else you can get your hands on. Just read and keep track of it. 
try to best yourself every year in how many books you've read. So there you go. Great question. What I would suggest is get off the internet and every single day, even if it's for just a few minutes, read a book. There you go. And speaking of books, I've written a couple. So <laughs> if you love what you hear here, hear here, hear here, if you love what you get on this podcast and you think you'd like to um, read a little bit of what I have written about, uh, you can check out, of course, the www.warriorsway.ca. I have a whole bunch of blog posts and stuff like that on there. Um, you can also pick up uh, a couple of the books that I have written on training. There's Warrior's Way and also Wolf in the Woods. Uh, I would be greatly appreciative. Another way that you can support us is on our Patreon. I always love it to see that there is a new person joining. Um, and if you haven't yet, please check out the Warrior's Way online training program. Not only did I put a ton of effort into it, because I believe in it, and I think it's an awesome thing that we live in these times that we can do stuff like have a virtual dojo. I think that's just so awesome. You have to remember, I come, I grew up in a time when there was no internet, and there was martial arts was not like it is today, and you were lucky to find a dojo. So, where's Way Online Training Program Patreon? If you'd like to follow us, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. And other than that, like I've said before, I'd love to hear from you. This is the 124th episode of this podcast. And I keep this going, not for me, but for all of you that listen. So if you love what you're hearing, or you would simply like to say, hey, drop me a line. You can find me on our website. So head over there to warriorsway.ca and say hi. I think that is good for another week. So until next time, folks, like I say every time, train hard, have fun, and the most important thing, be a good friend in every single way possible. Make that your Zen koan. How can I be a good friend? And if that's all you do, I think you're going to get somewhere special. Thanks a lot.